Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Which one is that? That's the second time it's gone off. Never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. Second captain, first captain, whatever. Is everyone ready to listen to some podcast presenters pontificate about a sport they watched for the first time in 25 years this weekend and haven't got the first clue about Rudy? Well, in that case, it's a fucking disgrace how Lewis Hamilton was treated at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix yesterday. We demand justice. Hi, Murph. Uh, hey, old. How's it going? It's going all right. Hi, Ken. Going very well, and how, how are you? Um, I'm good, but I'm doing myself a disservice in saying I hadn't watched F1 in 25 years. This season had caught my attention even before this weekend. World uh, Service email John Moriarty. You were watching Formula 1 uh, since before it was cool, were you old? Since before it was cool, yeah, three Grand Prix ago. What did yesterday? <laughs> the, the, the Brazil Grand Prix. I, I couldn't help not, notice even then, poor Lewis Hamilton wasn't quite getting the rub of the green from officialdom. Apparently, getting run off the track was no big deal. Anyway, that pales into significance as to what happened at the final Grand Prix of the season. A twist worthy of a fly in the wall Netflix sporting documentary, you could say. <laughs> Maybe everyone needs to look into doing one of those. Look, you probably know the deal by now, but just in case you don't know, or you don't understand. I'm God, not going to tell you, you understand can, anymore. Can I yeah. just say, old, how relieved I am that you're... It seems as if you're about to launch into a quite detailed explanation of what happened yesterday. Because my fear, just as we were about to start recording there, was that you were going to say something like, so Murph, for the people who weren't watching the Formula 1 mm. yesterday, you might explain what happened. <laughs> so, no, I've got an account here. It's not, it's not overly detailed. Okay. The more detail you get into, the more trouble you're getting yes. yourself into here. So it's, it's, this, is a, this is a mixture of actual reports and my layman's interpretation. There was some... <laughs> okay, so what the situation was... Lewis Hamilton in his Mercedes was going for a record eighth world title. This was the final race of the season. Max Verstappen for Red Bull was going for his first world title. Hamilton had to finish ahead of Verstappen to take it. It was that close. They were level on points, but Verstappen had more wins coming into it. So the speculation in advance was, whoa, is old Verstappen going to just nudge Hamilton off the road? It didn't come to that, but it was, if anything... And, and this <laughs> wasn't idle more. speculation, I won, because, I mean, he has 
kind of shown a little bit of a propensity for behavior that would fall broadly in the yeah. realm of I'm going to ram you off the road. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that's what people are waiting for. There was some really exciting stuff in the early laps with the two of them battling for the lead. Hamilton emerged unscathed and ahead from those early skirmishes. And as the race developed, he looked to be coasting to victory. Murph, I even texted you at one stage and said, I think it's a procession now. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't said, just me. They said over with no, with no actual factual uh, basis to yeah. base that on. Well, uh, you were right. You were right. You were worried yeah, about Hamilton's tires, even at that stage, Murph, and you were right to be. But, but <laughs> with about 10, 10 laps ago, they had the Red Bull boss, Christian Horner, came on the broadcast and just was like, nah, look, we're, we're screwed here. We need a miracle. But that's just what they got with five laps to go. Nicholas Satifi crashed his Williams, right? This brings out the safety car. And that basically brings all the cars close together again. Again, my account here is a mixture of actual reporting and layman's interpretation. Yep, uh, Harry Kane's Twitter feed. <laughs> oh, you want to listen to the football podcast there? Yeah, there was a bit of this in the football pod as well. The race director, Michael Massey, initially said after this crash, after the safety car had come out, he said lapped cars between Hamilton and Verstappen would not be allowed to unlap themselves. Apparently, this is normal practice. They're not allowed to unlap themselves. So not allowed just to go past... But this, so it would have meant when the race restarted, you're still with me, guys. Everyone's still with me. Yes. At this stage, when the race restarted, Verstappen would have had to get past all those cars before getting to Hamilton. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right in that, Murph. Yes. And then, therefore, that would have taken a bit of time. He would have run out of time to then chase Hamilton down. He just wouldn't have been able to catch him. Because there's only one lap of racing left here. Because there was only going to be one lap of racing. This happened so late in the race that there was only going to be one lap. Red Bull were going absolutely mad about this. Then Massey changed his mind, says, actually, the lapped cars between the title contenders can go past Hamilton and not just can should go past which put Verstappen right behind Hamilton so just literally they're one and two for what amounted to a one lap race off to decide the entire season the big problem for Lewis Hamilton being he was on old tyres by this point while Verstappen seemed to be nipping in every few laps to get some nice fresh new tyres on there cue the drama and you got to say some brilliant sporting commentary is it going to be a first world championship for Verstappen is it going to be an eighth world championship for Lewis Hamilton where can Verstappen try and get past Hamilton First overtaking zone is normally down in the turn five. Is Verstappen far enough back? He's going to make the lunge down the inside. Hamilton sees it coming. It's a late lunge by Verstappen, who takes the lead of the race. Verstappen now snatches the championship trophy from Lewis Hamilton, who's trying to fight back. Lewis Hamilton will not get the rear wing open. He's now he's to- going to go down the outside. If Verstappen keeps it tight and neat, but he hasn't. He's got a little bit wide. This race that started with controversy is ending with controversy. No, no, Mike, that was so not right. Here comes Lewis Hamilton, though, down the back straight. He's got a slipstream. He almost touches Verstappen. They almost make contact into turn nine. Verstappen stays ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Of all the drama, of all the controversy, of all the magic moments in Formula One in 2021, it comes down to this. And at this moment, it looks like it's going to go the way of Max Verstappen. Mercedes not happy. Red Bull will be delighted. They have shared a brilliant championship battle, but the championship can only be won by one, and it's going Dutch in 2021. Max Verstappen, for the first time ever, is champion of the world. Ah, wow. There were a lot of Dutch fans there. It should be mentioned too. Absolutely haywire. David Croft and Martin Brundle on commentary for Sky. The race was also shown to a wide audience on Channel 4. Simulcast, they used to call it back in the day. We'll go with that. And as many people have been pointing out, Murph, the audience for the next series of Drive to Survive on Netflix will have plenty to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I have to say, I mean, at around quarter past 12 yesterday, I was like, well, I walked the dog now and 
get home for the I'll watch the first couple of laps because this lad Verstappen obviously he you know he's prone to the odd kind of uh, you know uh, Damon Hill Michael Schumacher style uh, incident happening so I said feck it I'll walk the dog I'll be sitting in front of it with two minutes to spare which is exactly what I was doing so I sat down and I was prepared to be cynical about this obviously I mean I'd been slagging off the Castrol GTX uh, jacket wearing uh, F1 fans on Friday's show so I was more I was revved up to use the parlance of the sport to be a cynical bastard about this literally within the first uh, 15 like within the first like half a minute uh, Hamilton uh, gets ahead of Verstappen at the start um they dive to the first couple of corners. Verstappen half runs Hamilton off the road. Hamilton runs off the road and gets like a massive advantage by just cutting, like taking a massive shortcut through a chicane. <laughs> Doesn't get punished for it. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's like two seconds up when they had been like neck and neck going into the corner. Yeah. So it was really, really dramatic. The, fr- the next like 15, 20 minutes was them giving out, or uh, them trying to figure out whether what the race director had done was correct or not. Um, and then it did kind of settle into a bit of a rhythm where it looked like Hamilton was actually just going to... Uh, it was going to be a procession for Hamilton right to the end. Uh, and then... The, and literally, I turned over to see what was going on in the hurling for like 30 seconds. And that's when Latifi's crash uh, happened. Um, so then I went back to it. and I was like, oh my God, what the hell has happened? And from there to the end, it was just the most unbelievable television. Because this is what it is. It's television. Like they're... The, the, all of these, this, the radio uh, communications between the teams and the race director and the team and the driver and their teams is all being broadcast like pretty much simultaneously to what, uh, 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 like as you're watching the race, you're also hearing all of these conversations between like the stakeholders that are going to decide the race. I mean, it is, it's one of the most uh, like craziest TV innovations I've ever seen. Yeah. And it is unbelievably entertaining. Because the, the best part of that final lap commentary that we played there is the voice that comes in and goes, no, 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 that was so not right. That's the voice of the Mercedes boss, Toto Wolff, who went on then to further challenge the race director over his decision. But Michael Massey, the race director, was not backing down. Go ahead, Toto. You need to reinstate the lap before. That's not right. Toto? Yes. It's called a motor race, okay? Sorry? We went to car racing. Oh, snippy. Like... Like, where do they get a sports official who's that ready with the snippy reply? Like a, like a made-for-television, made-for-Netflix uh, snippy reply moments after the, 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 the whole thing has just happened. I know you were quite taken with that interaction, Ken. Well, that, that was amazing because it's just like, it's a supercilious put-down. I mean, what, like, this is a guy who's like on a... On a, uh, he's he's a character on a TV show. Like he's it's a wisecrack. He's I mean, yeah, it's, it's literally. Scri- it's, it seems like a scripted response uh, it's to Roman uh, Roy. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's called motor racing. <laughs> like, like, mate, like, like I'll see you in court. You know, <laughs> I will see you in court. Like that's that's like that that response in front of like the entire audience. That's like unbelievably provocative. Like if who I don't know who Taito. It even is to be honest Toto He's, Wolf Ken the, the Mercedes the, the head in Mercedes like Toto is not gonna rest until you know this is a, this is a, a blood feud now like this is a you know um, he's gonna bury that hatchet right in the face of whoever it was said that to him in front of everybody I mean that's just it's incredible Like, well Toto's already Toto's already had his appeal 
turned down. They, they actually appealed on two grounds. The uh, Mercedes appealed on two grounds. The FAI rejected the appeals at 11 p.m. last night, confirming Verstappen as champion. They said the race director did have the flexibility under the rule book to do what he did effectively. And then there was another grounds for appeal that apparently Verstappen had inched ahead of Hamilton under the safety car before the start of that yeah, last but lap. I mean, but that also got yeah, rejected. And, like what we're what we're talking about here again is while the safety car was out. Both of like the heads, Christian Horner for Red Bull and this guy Toto Wolf for Mercedes, we were hearing both of them trying to influence the race director in real time to say, you know, judge in our favor, you know, in in whichever way was going to be favorable mm. to them, and we were hearing Massey going, "Just give me a minute here, Christian. I'm basically trying to figure out what's best for the narrative here," <laughs> and then he goes and, and makes his judgment, which allows. The, the one lap well this is the exercise and just to say you know the FAI have backed their man they say that the, that he did have the flexibility to make that call and, and, and that's the call he made I mean what everyone is saying obviously is this is uh, this is a sport that has gone down the road and I've seen praise quite a lot this week actually for going down the road of of, of really embracing the Netflix stuff and marketing themselves in a new way and every certainly bringing sport, in new fans every a lot sport of people, is now trying to say how can we pull an F1 here you know, how, how yeah. can we get people like Owen McDevitt, Kieran Murphy and Ken Early to be talking I, about sorry, Formula 1? I just want to point out, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I, I won't watch it. I don't care about it. I think it should be banned. I think it should be banned on carbon emissions grounds. Well, it, we talked about that on Friday there. You know, they're apparently getting their act together on that one. But this, before going into yeah. too many rabbit holes here. The, the, I watched it chariot racing. <laughs> the reason wasn't just because it was on. The reason wasn't just because it was on Netflix. The reason was also because this was this incredibly tight race that went right down to the last last race of the season and last lap of the season. But you know, it is it, now. Is there a blurred line between sport and scripted entertainment when you get this decision made late in a race to uh, just you know, come on, let's 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 win this on the track, mm. back on there, one lap. He had off that you z- go. That zinger was pre cooked. No way did that guy. No way did that guy come up with that in the in the in the heat of the moment to Toto. He had that ready. He had that ready to go. That was like Trump's Rosie O'Donnell thing. He he had the questions. He had it ready to go. You know what I mean? This is this is nonsense. Like I can't I can't wait I to follow the court case. I'm sure they'll, they'll make a great legal drama out of the uh, out of the forthcoming court yeah. case. I do, I do find it kind of interesting though. You know that the that this is like this sport in particular is. You know, it's so ripe for an Netflix documentary. I mean, like, the whole thing about it is, like, it seems to me, right, again, on you know, uneducated uh, person speaking mm-hmm. here. But, I mean, unfairness is kind of baked into the whole thing anyway. The money being thrown at this, the technology being thrown, I mean, the, the whole idea of it is, like, there's a Constructors' Championship and there's a Drivers' Championship. And, you know, t- to win the Drivers' Championship, you would think, okay, you have to be the best driver to win the Drivers' Championship, you know? But, I mean, how many times over the last 40 years has the best driver in Formula 1 actually won the Formula 1 Drivers' Championship? You know, that's kind of an interesting question. I mean, maybe 40 times? It seems to me, though, it's more important to have a really fast car and, like, an excellent driver than the best driver and a terrible car. So this idea that a sport could be like, like you could reverse engineer almost a final lap showdown between the two, between these two guys going for the driver's chance. It just strikes me as being something that F1 supporters and uh, casual fans of F1 are going to be a lot more uh, blasé about than maybe other sports reverse engineering something ridiculously dramatic to happen at the absolute climax of their of their season 
if we have, if this is a sport just becoming full on entertainment, you know, forgetting about this, the sports side of things, maybe, maybe that's to be welcomed. I mean, there's a lot of, there aren't enough hours in the weekend to watch all the sport I want to watch. So maybe recategorizing some things as entertainment might make it, it might make it easier for <laughs> some of us to justify watching more sport. Who I knows? Know. The, but it was, the it TV just, was amazing. There's a, it was, there were so it many was amazing absolutely ones. amazing. Toto Wolf uh, walking back out of the garage uh, a few minutes after the thing. Lewis Hamilton just goes off to try to gather himself, just sitting in his car. Toto Wolf walks off absolutely fuming. All of his workers in there, nobody even looking him in the eye, you know. They're all so, oh, Jesus, oh, God, this is, oh, this is unbelievable. Uh, the, all the radio comms stuff you mentioned there. Then, unfortunately, we get to what you think is going to be, oh, this could be the moment that Hamilton twists the knife here. He's interviewed by Jensen Button, another fine F1 driver in his day. Uh, Jensen... I can't say I've seen enough of him to know in general what his what his persona is like as a post race reporter. Style. <laughs> his interviewing style. I would say in this case there were just one or two important questions lacking in that he didn't make any reference whatsoever in any of his questions to what had just happened. <laughs> it was like what the what? <laughs> it was like you look really good in the car. You'll be back next season, Lewis. And Lewis was like I will. Yeah, congratulations. It's a first stop and what a fine performance. You're thinking, oh, I suppose we did already have a lot of drama by that stage. Are we being conspiracy theorists to presume that? Lewis Hamilton's thoughts on this can wait till the Netflix documentary I mean is that what we're literally saying here no no spoilers ahead of the Netflix documentary uh, (laughs) no no, no spoilers Jensen oh dear it was absolutely crazy and I mean you know this is a little bit like people watching the Get Back documentary you know and you know earnestly going on Twitter saying wow you know the Beatles were really good those guys had some real baggers you know is it even a thing if someone hasn't made a documentary about it yet you know, like it is it is a pretty mad way to, to go about it, but very, very interesting. And I, for one, would be looking forward to the 2022 Grand Prix, which includes, of course, races in Bahrain, Azerbaijan, Russia, Turkey, mm-hmm. Qatar, Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. just as soon as the, those boys get back in the grid on. Exciting stuff going on in other sports over the weekend too, especially in the Champions Cup where Munster had to field. One of the more bizarre teams I've ever sent into European competition because of all the COVID-related issues, but they came away with the bonus point win. We'll talk about that one with our World Service members during the week. We'll also chat about the wins for the other Irish provinces. And we'll have Andy Lee later this week on Katie Taylor's victory and Andy's fighter, Joseph Parker. He's back in the ring. He's got his big rematch against Derek Chisora this coming weekend. So a lot of great stuff, including all the Premier League coverage over the next few days. Secondcaptains.com, five euro a month plus VAT if you want to sign up. Thanks, Murph. Thanks, Ken. Thank you, Thank you, Owen. Owen. Thank you, Thank Ken. I look forward to talking F1 with you. Uh, with you and all of our petrolhead petrolheads, uh, <laughs> petrolhead listeners, in the very, very near future, one. Thanks, guys. What is that? It's the second time it's gone off. Never got home. They never got home. They never got home. Those, those, those boys. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports important. 